Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Okay, <laughs> I'm not doing this. I don't put this on the pod. I'm not going to do it. If you air it, I'm never going to do the pod again if you want me on this pod. Bravo, <laughs> bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. <laughs> Taylor, for your next red carpet appearance, could you please have someone hand glue pearls to your scalp line? I would really appreciate if you could just do a casual look like that. <laughs> I'm a little upset that you've outed me because that's been the plan all along. <laughs> uh, tiny little pearls all over my face with also like little lace Madonna like thongs on my fingers. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm also going to learn Italian and I'm just going to like be Dorit post quarantine. You guys watch. <laughs> I'm going to be high fashion and speaking a different language. That's not true. Oh, the only thing boy. I've learned in quarantine is poker and uh, chess. But Oh, well, those are good. Man, what an episode. I feel like we got back to our roots. This was like uh, the the dinner scene, as you texted me, was a play like it was a Broadway level American classic, spectacular dinner scene in Italy. And I am I I watched it twice. (laughs) Yeah, every beat of it. I feel like I poured over. I rewound every single piece. And every look, and I made Mike watch it, and I explained the <laughs> implications of like Rinna looking at Denise like that, and every single word that Denise said. And I just don't know. I mean, look, we're gonna watch the rest of the season. I just don't know how you come away from this not thinking that Denise accidentally f- like admitted to it, right? Yeah, she did. She definitely did. <laughs> she was like, "What are you talking about?" And then immediately goes, "Well, it's not true." And they all went, oh, so you know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's so good. She said, that's not true. And Teddy was like, so then you know what she's accusing you of. And she was like, no, no, nothing can be true. And it's like, nah, nah, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. And she gave, she also just immediately starts tearing up in like a very, what felt to me as scared way rather yeah. than like angry or incredulous. It was, it looked like she was terrified and she started to tear up. And I was like, oh, honey, you've been exposed. Uh, so Ooh. we can get into a debate about, you know, whether Teddy and Kyle were right or, or wrong on this topic. But really quickly, I just wanted to pitch a theory. Remember in the beginning of the season when Denise was talking about how Charlie was suing her again and how she wasn't she wasn't going to entertain it and she wasn't going to go to court and she didn't need a lawyer. And Erica oh, was yeah. like, let me give you Tom's phone number like you need a lawyer. Yes. I think what has happened is behind the scenes, this lawsuit has gotten much nastier than Denise was expecting. And so she needs to paint a picture of herself as a good, wholesome parent on camera so that he doesn't use things against her in court. We've seen this happen with Bethany Frankel before where she had an abusive partner who was trying to prove that she was an unfit parent because she was drinking too much and all of that kind of stuff. And... The stark contrast from Denise being herself last season and then all of a sudden being so sensitive to all of this to me feels like 
you're getting fucked over in court by your ex and you don't want to f- give them anything to use against you but you can't just like wow. pull out of the season like even after this conversation after this whole thing was aired out on camera she said i need to call a lawyer <gasps> Alyssa, you're so smart <laughs> you're just you. so fucking smart that makes so much sense and it also really it just fits this puzzle so perfectly because looking back at all these these moments of her trying to control the narrative and seem like a good person when without any of that reasoning just felt like kind of annoying and like why are you doing it just be fun and interesting and just be a normal real housewife but that motivation raises the stakes so much and explains all of the trying to exit out of conflict and constantly bringing up her kids and trying to look like a good mom and not partying too hard wow I think you're right yeah, I don't, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm just saying that based on other series that I've seen. And then I've also, you know, I have parents that went through a divorce, so I know what that can be like. But, uh, so there's no, I didn't read an article or anything. This is just like a hypothesis. You but should write one, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This I, it is really it. Makes, it really makes so case. much sense to me. Because I don't it think Denise does. suddenly just like, you know, it's not like she was portrayed perfectly last season. I don't think that she was like, I'm confused why we're you know, acting differently towards me this season on this show, I think there's something going on in her personal life that she can't talk about. And it makes so much sense that it is outside of the just the marriage with Aaron because we've seen a lot of that. And we have, you know, a a bit of of information about their current relationship. So knowing all that we already knew, it was kind of hard to understand why she was doing what she did. So this theory is great. I think that you should just scream this from the mountaintops. I'm <laughs> okay, really perfect. stoked about this. I think that really makes a lot of sense. And I think I like it too because I it helps me feel like I have a better understanding. I, I want to like Denise and root for her, and I do often, but this all of this drama has been a little confusing, and I've felt like, uh, you know, she's been sort of the bad guy, and I'm like, well, why are you doing this? But now it makes way more she's sense. She's also a little bit paranoid um, as far as, yeah. like, getting followed and people going after Aaron and whatever, and I think that's a big product of being married to someone who comes after you in, in such a way, like Charlie Sheen probably has with her, even though she's tried to keep the relationship cordial for the sake of her kids, which I think is really noble, like – even if she, this stuff is not actually going to hurt her in court, like once you've been dragged through a nasty situation like that, you start to get scared that everything is going to come up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think her history, I give her a little slack in terms of her history and being with Charlie in regards to like paparazzi and stuff and people really coming for them. Right. Like I kind of cut her a break when she was like, there's paparazzi outside. I've got to go. Like mm-hmm. it was a half lie, but I also, I, I, give her a break because I bet that there's been some crazy paparazzi moments with her in regards to Charlie. So, wow. I think that you've really cracked the case here. Um, (laughs) This is really, I I feel pressure now to come up with some like spectacular theory or mystery solved in regards to Look, we're happy to go on Watch What Happens Live (laughs) and talk about this. It would be very easy for you to zoom from home and, and, you know, disseminate this theory to the masses, I think. Andy Cohen, it's table flipping podcast <laughs> at gmail.com or you can DM us. We'll see it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, that's really amazing. What did we, did you feel I was going to ask you, you know, at this spectacular dinner scene, it really came head to head between Teddy and Denise. And what's funny is you and I have not been the biggest Teddy fans in general. 
So I found myself when Sutton spoke up and was like, Teddy, I think you're really going above and beyond and kind of kicking her while she's down. I was like, she is. She absolutely is. Just because I kind of don't care for Teddy. <laughs> and I think funny. if it was Lisa Rinna or Erica or even maybe just Kyle, who I like more as just housewives, uh, and Sutton came for them, I would be like, Sutton, shut the fuck up and let them live. But because it's Teddy, I'm like, yeah, Teddy's not doing it right. <laughs> Uh, but I also feel bad that she's pregnant. She's so pregnant at, in this trip to Rome where everybody is getting wasted. And so I guess I should give her a break in that regard. Yeah, but did, did you, you feel like you're anti-Teddy still and that affects how you view this drama? I felt like this was one of the first genuine. I don't like Teddy because she doesn't seem genuine, right? She seems like she's a little bit of a know-it-all. She's like putting on airs about how perfect her life is, whatever. Mm. This panic over knowing a, such a crazy secret and what's going to happen within the time frame that she takes to decide whether what she should do with it that all felt pretty genuine to me you know like I didn't think mm -hmm. that she was like licking her chops like uh Rena or anything like that um yeah. but it's interesting I, I in in this situation I found myself on Teddy's side and the debate basically was like uh, I guess Sutton was told by somebody off camera at some point that Brandy had slept with Denise. And so mm -hmm. Sutton's whole thing was like, I didn't bring that up. That's between her and her husband and whoever else is involved. It's not dinner table conversation. Yeah. Teddy was like, it's already on camera and yeah. I'm going to be on camera having received this information. So I might yeah. as well call it out and say what I was told. Now, do I think that they needed to do that at a dinner party with all the housewives there? Like, not necessarily. That could have been a scene between Dennis, er, Dennis Denise <laughs> and Teddy in Denise's hotel room where there was less fallout and they, you know, I'm sure Denise probably would have just stormed out. Um, mm. But I'm kind of with Teddy. Like, you're on camera getting that info. Yeah. You're either going to get screamed at for not shutting it down immediately or for not being truthful, right? Yeah, I think that t Teddy really didn't have too much of a choice. So I think that's a good point. And she does say it flat out. She's like, listen, it's already out there. Like I and I was told it. So that was such a good moment. Like Denise yeah. was doing her best acting until she was like, look, it's already on camera. And she's like, well, wait a second. It, Teddy's like, it has nothing to do with me. It's already on camera. <laughs> like, yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Like you could yeah. see the wheels starting to turn in Denise's mind, you know? Yeah. And I love all the other flash where they, when she started screaming, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo in an effort to make them stop filming or make the, uh, the footage not usable. They flashed back to like two different unseen before yeah. scenes of of Denise doing the same exact thing. Like this is not the first time that she's done this and the girls are over it. Like even Teddy's talking head was like, I'm sorry, but like this is what you signed up for and you just like have to play by the rules sort of. And I didn't I didn't ask for this. It's just crazy. But so, yeah, I agree with you. I think I kind of might have had to do the same thing if I'm Teddy. But I don't know, man. What did we think about? I know we both want to talk about Sutton. How are we supposed to feel about Sutton? She's a mixed bag. I, I, I feel like I should apologize for assuming she was a racist when she originally came on the show. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I don't. She does seem very uppity. Like we saw her send the wine back at a dinner in Rome, which is like mm -hmm. fucking just just have one glass of wine you don't like and then order a different wine that's crazy yeah you just ordered the wrong wine bitch and then she's also 
she's very proper. Um, she didn't appreciate Garcelle, you know, just cu- getting straight to the point about where she got her money, which I very much enjoyed in uh, Garcelle as a housewife. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah. But then I saw her on Watch What Happens Live with Garcelle. And they seem to enjoy each other's company. And then she was being very honest about, like, asking Garcelle, how did you get your ex-husband to agree to film on camera? Because I think what happened behind the scenes is that Sutton was supposed to be a full-blown diamond-holding housewife. And her husband was like, no, you're not going to have our kids on camera and you're, I'm not going to be on camera. So she was being very like, uh, maybe we should compare notes because I would really like to have, you know, more of my life in the show, but he did, he's not for it at this point. So I was like, okay, well maybe she's just in a tough spot and we're not getting to see the real her. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think that that makes sense too. Look at me learning so much today. (laughs) I'm just, this is like such an enlightening episode for me. I can't imagine what it's like for you, Lex audience members um uh i i also think it's funny that she is like very defensive about someone asking where her money comes from while in the same breath saying a private jet from los angeles to rome would mean a loss of two dresses yeah if i chartered a pipe yeah like this is her Thing. And I don't want her to stop doing that. I think it's really funny. <laughs> I like how how uppity she is as just like a character and somebody to watch. And she's so different. And, the, you know, but don't then come for Garcelle and be like, well, how dare you ask about money? Also, it must be noted that that Garcelle question was in a private dinner between Sutton and Garcelle. And then Sutton confronting Garcelle about it was with the entire cast. But what I love about it is, of course, it was gone in two seconds. That was like the opening beat to our wonderful play that was that dinner scene was just Garcelle and Sutton immediately forgiving one another and like toasting their wine. And then Teddy like burped and was like, I'm nervous. I have something to say and like launched them into this Denise debacle. Uh, but yeah, I think that my jury is still a little bit out on whether or not I think she should be a full housewife, but I like, I like that she's along for the ride, I think so far. Yeah. She's certainly a different perspective than a lot of these other women. Um, I think Garcelle's doing a fantastic job this season. I really enjoy her not letting people get under her skin and being just Mm -hmm. very confident in who she is. I also have to say like. Rinna is such an excellent housewife. Whether you like her or not, she is the fucking, like, engine of every season. Like, her, mm-hmm. like, basically directing this se- this dinner as if she were, like, you know, a conductor at an orchestra or something. Yep. Her just being like, I'm not saying this. I'll give you one word. Why? Munchausen's. And she's like, yes. I paid dearly for that. I This information was not brought to me. Like, it's very, I, I almost feel like I'm watching The Sopranos, you know? Like, Truly. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that she is, yeah, she's certainly like the godfather of this whole group. But also, don't you think, and this is a weird way to say it, she is like kind of the more ethical version of what Lisa Vanderpump was trying to do. Yes. Like, Lisa Vanderpump was trying to do this, like, behind-the-scenes puppeteering was trying to invent storylines would like leave tabloid magazines and people's suitcases to try to get them to bring things up yeah and then would like play dumb whereas Rinna is just working with what she's got and is and moving pieces in a way that is still I think pretty fair and makes the show so much better (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, she's being vocal about her and about her intentions and why she's asking these questions and what has happened to her in the past and how she's like quote unquote trying to help people. I think that's mm-hmm. an excellent point. That uh, yeah. that's on par with the Denise Lawyer theory. So there oh you my go. God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the podcast where we just say nice things to each other. <laughs> yeah, we're just complimenting each other. Oh, the one last thing I did want to say about this whole episode that was so funny was I just loved that Denise sat down at this like beautiful Italian restaurant in the middle of Rome and she leaned over to the server and with her like classic one eyebrow arch was like I just have to tell you I have an allergy to garlic and then made this face and it was so isn't it just a perfect metaphor for like her as a cast member on this show that she's just like in Italy and allergic to garlic like what are you gonna do honey like don't this is not this is not your trip (laughs) the server (laughs) just straight up laughed at her and he was like for one plate right like he's like I can't I can't tolerate this if it's for more than one person (laughs) yeah I'm sorry show me show me one meal in Italy that does not have garlic in it you might as well be like I can't have garlic I can't have tomatoes or oregano like your problem not mine yeah I just so funny how perfect how perfect Really good. Um, should we talk about the gender reveal on C- Siesta Key and how insane it was? Yeah. I mean, and we're not even talking about the scale of like luxury and opulence in terms of how insane it was, but just like the blatant insane sexism that was taking place. And I think there's two there's two camps of, you know, I, I don't know, this theory that we're talking about. I can't necessarily judge uh chloe or juliet or any of the girls for sort of wishing that alex has a daughter because that karma of like this is a guy we know is an absolute piece of shit and has only treated women terribly uh of him having a daughter and dealing with that for the rest of his life and having to protect her and all of i get okay fine but just in general, the conversations in this episode, outside of whether or not, you know, it, Al, it being Alex and Alyssa's kid, of just hoping that it's a boy because that would be better is awful. It's so terrible. And we've had conversations about how this sucks. And we've had our own experiences with terrible, shitty dads being like, don't, we wish that you were a son, which sucks. But this show. It's just so I was so I was screaming. What were you screaming? I was screaming. Yeah, it was just odd how openly everyone was like, "Well, of course you don't want to fucking deal with a girl." I was just like, <laughs> yeah. "Wait, hold on. Can we just at least disguise this as, you know, like, look, I, if I had a boy first, I would be, like, concerned about some stuff. I'd be like, I don't know how to deal with boners. I don't know how to deal with, you know, like, I don't know what to do as a mom. Because that's not something that I ever had to deal with. And I certainly, like, don't talk to any family members about that, you know. So um, I'd be like, Mike, you're up. That's a, that's a you department. <laughs> so I understand being a little, like, I don't understand some stuff about girls. It's going to be a little bit foreign and challenging. We'll have to figure it out. But to be, like the basis of a girl as like the bane of your existence and how much more enjoyable it would to be to have a boy like is so wild it's as wild as her being like i feel bloated but i'm not bloated i just have a baby in me (laughs) yeah it could it's it is really amazing how this show is showing everything 
wrong with a pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> like, she doesn't want to be fat. She doesn't want to have a girl. It's like so dark. I, and it's all bundled up in them like having this uh, a white fancy party with a private jet flying by releasing pink smoke into the air. <laughs> it is bananas. Uh, yeah, that was really infuriating to me on just such a profound level. But what are you going to do? Like, what, these that's guys like, just that's the last thing wrong with these people. Women as like holes and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't want to get to know anything about them or think about how interesting, you know, and how much that's going to bring a different perspective to their life, like raising a daughter, no. all of that. No. They just are like, no. oh, no, women are like holes you fuck and then you throw them away and they don't speak anymore. Like that's Jared it. Jared said, I quote, Quote, having a girl is my worst nightmare. Yeah. Like what the actual fuck, bro? I can't. I, just, I can't. I could talk about this for days. Yeah. I also I, my one last thing to say about Siesta Key, not to not to immediately switch gears, but it's just that I think Sam the billionaire is uh, just so such a dud. And it's very funny to see them try to make him this new, like, romantic interest for Juliet and this, like, kind of, you know, uh, I don't know, evocative character in the show. And I think he's just so boring and so dull. And it's uh, it's a big bummer. Yeah, he's not hot. The only value he adds to the show is that he has a Lambo with butterfly doors. And that's it. Yeah, and that's a bit of value. <laughs> that is pretty cool. <laughs> but not cool enough to make you this, like, cool new, I don't know. And, like, Juliet is many things, but she's really, really hot. And she seems like she's just going after this Ben thing for the plot. And uh, it, he is not hot, nor is there any heat between them. And yeah, if he's a billionaire, so let's see it. What are we doing? Like, yeah. can we be on a bigger <laughs> boat? Like, this boat is very small, you know? <laughs> like, can we take a trip somewhere? Can we see his, like, mansion? I don't yeah. I don't understand why we're still hanging out at Chloe's apartment. Like, let's, yeah. let's, let's uh, do it. Spend. Let's spend some money. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I'm an idiot. I didn't realize that blend, that... Um, the store that Juliet yeah. works at is just a full-blown bar slash boutique. I really like that, though. Have I ever, love I, that. I was thinking I, if Nordstrom's did that. I mean, they have, like, a cafe, but if they straight up just had, like, a counter where you could drink in the middle of the department store, I would buy so much more shit. It would yeah. be so fun. <laughs> I'm curious about what, like, the liquor license deal for that is. Like, if that's more or less expensive than having just, like, a straight-up cafe. Because yeah. you have to have different – but as a biz, I, I didn't realize that until this episode. And also, I just, like, miss being out in the world, and I miss shopping, and I miss a bar. Yeah. But have, so having them together just seemed like absolute heaven to me. But I was like, this is a genius business idea. The fact that Juliet is jumping ship from this is pretty dumb to me. Yeah. <laughs> the, seems like um, a great career. It reminded me of, which is something like you don't really think about until you're in that situation. So I went to, there was a dry bar in Vegas in Planet Hollywood right before I saw Britney Spears perform. And the bar was also like it was like a dry bar connected to a bar just in the dry bar and the whole entire bar was just women 
Like it well, was awesome. I, I've never been in a bar like that. It was just women like getting glam <laughs> and that's drinking. Spectacular. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I like that. I mean, dry bar here will still give you like a little flute of champagne, like a, like a fancy salon would, but that sounds like such a great level up of having just an actual like lounge. Yeah. That's really tight. I do have a bad dry bar story though, that I would like to publicly share. It's very okay. quick. <laughs> so two years ago, I was fortunate enough to be Tony's date to the Emmys and I scheduled an updo appointment like weeks in advance and I showed up and they had canceled my appointment and they and I was like okay well that's your problem not mine like I've had this for weeks here's the email here's the receipt like I I've had this this is one of the most important glam days of my life like and they were like yeah no just sorry and offered no help whatsoever. And I start to cry. I was like, I have to, I'm, I'm like going to the Emmys in a few hours. You guys, this is insane. I have a theory that they purposely deleted my uh, appointment to take an, a, someone else who was more important, who maybe perhaps was obviously going to the what? Emmys and that they just like bumped me out. I really, I just really think that Look, that's Look, I'm going to say something really rude to you, but it's going to make you feel better. Nobody's okay. going to the Emmys and getting their hair done at the dry bar. <laughs> It's just you, Taylor. Okay, that helps. Maybe that helps. That could be true. I mean, that could be very true. But I was very, you know, egocentric about the whole thing. And I was like, I just believe you guys are purposely, like, fucking me over. This is insane. And then they, I was like, can anybody take, like, I just, I, I have no other options. It's too late to get anything else. And then they looked at someone and they were like, I saw them sort of whisper, like, can you do updos? Oh, no. And the stylist looked back at the receptionist and shrugged. <laughs> And fully shrugged and they were and then they turned back to me and were like she can take you and I continued to cry and I was like this is over. it was awful it was awful it was awful but my favorite part of the story is that I was I like they did my hair it was fine I wasn't super happy with it I get back in the car and I was like okay I need to buck up like this is just me being a baby I'm my life is so great I'm so fortunate to be able to like participate in this day at all I just need to get over it and I got back to the apartment and Tony saw that I was like still kind of puffy eyed and I explained the story to him and he was like yo fuck dry bar <laughs> them and I loved it so much I really expected him as he probably should have been to be like Taylor get over it like you've got enough you're fine you look great like this is such a first world problem it's insane and instead he was like so angry at them and to this day if we drive past a drive bar he's like fuck them that fucking sucks what happened to you and I'm like thank you Tony so we're both awful and tacky and meant for each other <laughs> hilarious um also you looked beautiful at the emmys so i would have never known um Thanks. yeah and driver sucks and they do a bad job even when you have an appointment anyway so yeah yeah i've come to learn that and now i have a, a different glam i have a different glam i have a different plan so don't worry about it but yeah that was my one i just love that tony now like hates dry bar it's my favorite thing. and i'm sorry i was a little mean to you but we were being too nice to each other so i had to even it out yeah no we needed it we did we needed an even keel and i actually that logic like makes way more sense like of course like who else but you'd be surprised how many how much of like the Emmys was just like people like me just like dingus yeah. dates and I was like you're just doing this for another date like it's uh, I was very annoyed but I'm just a drama queen so <laughs> should we get into <laughs> should we get into this week's interview before I reveal any more embarrassing things about myself um yes let's get into it so we have two very funny writers um Bridget Kyle and Victoria Liu uh, who are joining us to talk about a real throwback show, The Real World, New Orleans, from the year 2000. 
Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. We got into a lot of like really topical stuff, surprisingly, for this 20 year old reality show. Yeah, yeah, it was really bananas watching it back. I was like, is this from 2020 or 2000? Yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, nothing's changed and, you know, keep <laughs> fighting. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Come on, be my baby tonight. Come on, be my baby tonight. I've seen the way you've treated other thugs you've been with. Come on, be my baby tonight. Oh, man. Today, I'm so excited to have on the podcast two extremely talented writers who I worked with on The Grinder. They also worked on Marry Me. They're on Superstore currently. And I had the delight of working on a pilot that they got to film for NBC about a female magician called Like Magic. It was so excellent. Um, Bridget, Kyle, and Vicky Lou, you guys, welcome to the pod. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We're so happy to do this. We're so excited. We what are so excited to I have you too. I mean, you're so accomplished. It's, uh, it's we're, a, yes, we're very it's accomplished. Yeah. We're, so, <laughs> we're so famous <laughs> and so rich. I meant yeah. to bring that up earlier. I know. <laughs> oh um, my God. If you could see how much stuff I fit into my apartment, it's crazy. Yeah, it's really stuff true. And today we're here to talk about, um, okay, what has been a major blind spot for me in reality TV and I'm so glad that we I was assigned to this show because now I have so much to say about it the real world specifically the 2001 or 2000 season 2000 year of our lord year um, of our lord 2000 <laughs> mm-hmm. the real world New Orleans um, we're pumped right in the very first episode there were moments where they all just wanted to get into it and there's like a moment where Melissa is like okay so there's only two people of color in this house yes. and the yes. rest of the people are and they I just immediately Melissa. get into it and I was gonna, I was curious if this is you know like now if you watch the more recent seasons of Survivor the people who are playing have been watching the show up until that point and they'll right. be like oh this is the moment in the show where we bring this up and we bring this up so is did you find that uh, the cast members, as the show would go on, would kind of amp that stuff up and be like really ready to talk about everything and expose everything and like get into the nitty gritty very quickly. You know, can I be honest with you? I think I, definitely watching it this time around now as an older viewer instead of being like 11, um, <laughs> I definitely noticed that uh, those issues came out sooner. But I and I will say in earlier seasons of the real world. I think same thing. I think they brought it up almost immediately because yeah. that was kind of the point of the real world was yeah. going to be like mm. all these different people from different backgrounds, different races, different religious beliefs, um, different sexual orientations. You're all going to be in a house together and you all have to figure it out. And that was kind of like the main draw of it. But I will yeah. say as real world went on, I think I they know, started, it, changed. it changed. It was just like yeah. all hot white people. Attractive people make out with each other in yeah. the house. And yeah. that's it. Like, and like get flown to Thailand. And it was yeah. like, that was it. <laughs> Where, like, earlier seasons, it was really just about, like, hey, we're going to lock all you guys up, um, and you all have different points of view on, like, a myriad of topics, and you have to Mm -hmm. figure it out and learn how to get along. Um, And when I was younger, that definitely came through, but it wasn't the thing I was focusing on as much as just being like, oh my God, that boy is so cute. (laughs) And like, oh my God, they have a fish tank. Could you imagine? Um, I think the draw was like, when you're younger, you're watching it and you're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to like get away from my family and like experience something. Yeah. And like, 
be the focus and like talk about myself a little bit. It's a little bit like, oh, I want to meet people and I want people to know the real me. Yes. And I would be able yeah. to do that on this show where yes. I can like break away from my parents and, you know, like discover myself again. And there's like this huge draw when you're a young person because I watched it. Yeah. Early high school. And Amart, you're already going through a bunch of shit in high school. You're like, oh, I'd love to like go on a show and like meet a bunch of strangers. And then I get to like be the real me, quote unquote, <laughs> even though it's like, what does yeah. that mean at the time? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I, but I think like you said, I think it just, it changed. It definitely changed. And, you know, I didn't, I, I think I stopped watching the real world, like probably in its like 11th or 12th season. Like, and I think that New Orleans is the ninth season, but I will mm. say watching back, I'm pretty sure this season dealt with a lot of stuff. Like yeah, everything. Heavy. I definitely, yeah, it, it was a heavy season. It was a heavy season. Yeah. I, I think the, the last, very last real world I ever watched was Las Vegas. And like the, first Las, yeah. the very first Las Vegas. And that's yeah. when the turn happened. I had to stop watching because it was just like them drinking and making out with each other. And yeah. Like, yeah. When yeah. are they going to start talking about the real stuff? Uh, I know. <laughs> it's like not happening. The real world stopped being real. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I agree with you, Vicky. I think that was yeah. my last one, too. That's yeah. what my perception of the show was. Like, I thought this show basically made having sex in night vision on camera under the covers like famous and so I was shocked when I mean they're immediate like they're talking about you know we're examining white privilege we're talking about being gay we're talking Mm -hmm. about you know all of these like very important and especially watching it right this second today it 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 was even more I think shocking to me because I was like oh my gosh we're our country's having a conversation about all of this right now as well it's crazy that this was uh, 20 years ago I guess and it's all still so relevant and I was like cringing for all the people that were making these mistakes on camera Mm -hmm. because that sort of never goes away but and correct me if I'm wrong or if you guys disagree it seemed like people were much more open to to being wrong and being corrected and, and being empathetic towards each other than what we sort of see in the media right now do you guys feel that way yeah, I I yeah. I think Especially so like too. Julie, like oh, Julie yeah. starts off as like the prime example of like, oh, this poor white girl. She don't know. She, she don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know, for those who are listening who don't know, yes. Julie is a twenty-year-old um, cast member of this of Real World New Orleans who went to um, BYU. So she's Mormon. She's coming into this. She is making mistakes left and right. But what I, and I I remember thinking she was so annoying when I was younger. I remember thinking she was so annoying. Um, But then on this watch, I was like, what a great example of someone who's like completely naive, doesn't know, but is so open and so willing to learn. And she Mm -hmm. kept making mistakes, but she's like, I need to learn. Please explain to me. And everyone was really open with her and I think forgiving um Mm because this is terrible but when she I don't know if you guys remember this moment where she asked Melissa like well you know as a colored person and Melissa was like okay you can't you can't say say colored yeah you can't say that that's so archaic and but Melissa didn't get mad and Julie then was like I uh, so embarrassed and then was like oh like thank you thank you for correcting me and I was like, well, uh, this time around, I was full team Julie. I was so proud of her. Um, mm-hmm. and Me I, too. I thought that was really cool. Actually, if I'm going to say something controversial, I got to say <laughs> this 
this turnaround. I was like, all these dudes kind of suck. Yeah. And I was really so hard. Such so hard, so except hard. for kind of Danny, Danny, who I've yeah, always had Danny, a crush yeah. on. Oh my God. Yeah, so Danny hard. is gorgeous. He is a full oh pop my God. star. He honestly. might be the most beautiful man I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen. And a little tidbit, he, um, was on an episode of Dawson's Creek yeah, following... Yeah, wow. he, fo- he played a Frenchman. <laughs> who flirted with Andy McGee. McPhee. Wow. Sorry, McPhee. Wow. Um, yeah, beautiful. But fell in love with Danny all over again. But yeah. all the rest of the guys, I'm like, you guys are kind of like the ignorant ones who aren't really compromising as much as I felt like the women yeah. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say, the most yeah. underwhelming moment of television for me was the reveal of Jamie being the final member of the home. They're like, yeah. who's the last person coming? Who's the last person? And they like hit his face and you just see like the bags and you see his yeah. shoes yeah. and you see like half his body getting into the cab and then he like opens the door and you're like, oh, this is the last guy we've been waiting exactly. for. Exactly. Bland white guy? Yeah. Cool. So yeah. bland. Pants too big, so sweater bland. too big. What's happening? Yeah. It's just all so crazy. But I will say, he was the most, I think Jamie and Matt looked the most 2000 that they possibly oh could have found. Gosh. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. unpack Matt's style. Oh. Matt, like what <laughs> was going on? And then he was like, I, I also am a hardcore Catholic and I am saving myself for marriage. And I was like, yeah. what are you wearing? What this are you wearing? Confusing. You look like a cartoon. Yeah. It His looks, hair is so crazy. It looked like he tried to be Gwen Stefani. Yes. <laughs> yes. With, with the glasses. With the like glasses. And, yeah. But like dyed orange hair and he was and I can say this because I am one the most pale person I've ever seen in my life where I was almost concerned about his health I was like he needs to go to the doctor I don't know what's going on with him he should not be in the south he's gonna get burned it's like I couldn't tell where his hairline and his head just like yeah it it was all orange it was all all pink and orange I couldn't handle it but I was also super mad at him because I thought everything he said was like Kind of, he, he pretended bad. to He's be terrible. like this understanding, empathetic guy. But the things he would say, being like, uh, "Like I won't even if I don't like a girl, I'm not going to cuddle with her. I would just push her off the couch. Like <laughs> I, I need to be know a girl for six months before I even think about kissing her. I'm like you're kind of an asshole." And then he was yeah. like, uh, "Like uh, I don't like drag queens. They're like scary yeah. clowns." I'm like, yes. "Everything you're saying is that was so, so hateful, offensive." I was like, "He's going to regret saying that." Oh, so, I, I hope so. Anyways. I hope so. Too. I hope so. Yeah. And like I was raised Catholic, and I'm like. You don't, you don't go, none of that I remember being like in the Catholic church or being raised that way, being like, you don't fucking say, sorry for swearing. I'm like, no, you, you don't, can swear. Okay, good. I'm like, <laughs> don't fucking say that like drag queens are scary clowns and yeah. that you're so rigid about this stuff and like, fuck you. I, I, I love in so that same him. scene, like Julie also starting with a, like a similar starting point where she was like, actually like, I've never seen drag. I really don't yes. know what it is. Like oh, it's kind of crazy. And then after the show, she was like, oh, I get it now. Like drag is art. Yes. yes. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. girl. Yes. yes and girl. all the while, like Matt is there in his like neon, like sports yeah. plastic sunglasses, <laughs> like with his arms crossed. And oh, I'm like, what yeah, the fuck, yeah, Matt? Yeah. Like get over yourself. It's get over yourself. Like, it's not like you have, if Jamie was talking like that, I'd be like, okay, this guy has like a very rigid look. But I'm like, Matt, look at 
what you yeah, look like. You must be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. Cool. Indie. You know, and, like, like you and... are not the traditional, like, buttoned up, like, conservative. You know, 1950s, yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. Like, why are you judging the way other people want to express themselves? It's so crazy. It's so no, crazy. I've yeah. always hated Matt. I think I hated Matt when I first saw it. Cause, like, mm-hmm. I was like, this guy sucks because he thinks he's all that. And he's like, I don't give a girl my number. I give her my webpage, which LOL. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. The worst. The He's worst. Like, oh, she already signed my guest book three times. It was so funny. It was great. I was like, That's this thing. guy 100% sucks. Oh, yeah. 100% like, sucks. What Can I be honest with you? I totally <laughs> forgot about Matt. Like, yeah. I had no memory of Matt. And then coming back, I'm like, oh, this fucking guy. And <laughs> I just remember instinctively not liking him and then I was really sad that Julie liked him so much Mm -hmm, and she was like Mm -hmm. vying for his attention and I just like I hope she looks back now and realizes how much he sucked and like how great she was because I think she embraced more of the whole experience than he did if he had these like he never compromised I feel that way about a lot of the guys he didn't change or grow he didn't change he didn't want to open his eyes up yeah, yeah, I think mm-hmm. um, Julie, there was a funny, like, two talking heads back to back of Julie being, or of Matt being like, there's something weird between Julie, why we can't be friends, and I don't understand why. Yeah. And then Julie's like, Matt has feelings for me. I can just tell. <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit. Um, and then sort of to what you're saying, Bridget, by the end, she's like, I'm hot. And yeah. a guy would be, like, you know, lucky to have me. And then... I felt like in the beginning, sort of, her brothers were maybe the only men she'd ever talked to. And so it's, like, quite a transition over the season. I'm a little, like, when I was watching this, I was like, I don't want to give Julie too much credit because some of this stuff I feel like she could have ventured on her own and, like, learned about if she was really interested in that. But it was really nice to see her. I mean, she wasn't really defensive ever, and she was really upset about how wrong she had been, and it yeah. did seem like a genuine transformation. So but that there was, was a real cool. moment. I, I know you mean it. There's a real moment with Mel, like the episode where Mel just like flips out and is like, I'm so tired of talking about yeah. this. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. she's like, and I totally understood. I was like, I can't keep teaching you about racism, Julie. It's yeah. Like, we can't mm-hmm. keep like, I can't be your like only teacher. And she just like broke down and was exhausted by it. And 100%, I was like, girl, like, I know you got to learn, but you can't rely on just, like, the one person of color in your life right now to, For sure. to teach you. fully teach you. I and I think that's can really we just really talk right about Julie's brother, relationship with her brother? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. Very controversial. Very controversial. Like, Valentine's Day, he's like, I didn't know you had brought you a Valentine's Day. Oh, my God. It was borderline incest, I know. Yeah, a lot of tickling. A lot like, of tickling. Like, almost, like, wrestling. A yeah. lot of sexual tension. A lot of but- wrestling, a lot of tickling. I, I love like, okay because then right. like Melissa and Danny definitely like looked at each other and burst out laughing being like this is so fucking weird yeah. that they're literally like holding hands and running off upstairs together I, yeah. I loved it yeah. do but, you guys do you guys have brothers I forget I don't I have yes. a younger brother you oh you both have brothers okay yeah. so I don't wrestle with my brother like that no, and no, I never no, have no, no, and no. especially not when I'm 20 that's no, not no, happening no. <laughs> yeah I think when we were like five <laughs> that yeah. was about the last time yeah and then we had like our own body parts and we were like never mind this is weird yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to touch me yeah no 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 yeah we <laughs> just give like a polite hello like that's me yeah. and my brother, ba- like yeah. barely. So no, yeah. we don't. But we there don't are give siblings like that. Like I've seen siblings that like kiss on the lips, and no. I'm very what? like. 
I don't know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I, I don't want to do I get it. You like, and I love my brother. I love him to death. Like I would like murder for my brother, but if someone, but I can't even like, but if someone like our hugs are like three seconds because yeah. we're just so like, we're like, good. Yes. Siblings. Yes. Yeah. We go. And we're not going to roll around with each other. Yeah. That's yeah. not happening. Yeah. No. Um, my, uh, my big brother took me out on my 21st birthday and like took me to my first bar in Los Angeles. And it was me and him and a few of his friends. And there was it like the vibe was just killed so many times. And so many bartenders or people would be like, oh, are you guys, are you dating? Oh, no, no. no. And like stuff that barely happens if I'm just like standing next to any other guy friend in my life. And then on my 21st birthday, I'm just standing next to my brother. And it's like, oh, you guys make a cute couple. And we were like, oh, my God, please, dear God, God, leave us alone. Yeah, It's awful. And I promise we were not wrestling. Exactly. Well, you know, (laughs) I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you. Okay, so I was sitting on his lap. I was sitting on his lap. I don't know what the problem is. (laughs) Holding hands. snuggling let's Um, talk about um melissa i feel like melissa hmm. was first of all she's so hot and second of all uh i feel like she's the first woman that a lot of these guys had ever been around that ever like expressed herself i know (laughs) and in like a deep way like day one she comes she has a bag of rice with her and immediately i'm like yes this This girl knows what's up oh i know i love this girl after my own heart um and yeah i think it was her bringing issues. She was like the one person, and I get her exhaustion because she was like the only person that's like, yeah, I've dealt with racism, and everyone's like, what? What is that like? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. What? You know, and it's like, yeah, I'm. I get mad about things. What? Why? Why are yeah. you so mad? It's like what? <laughs> well, especially when they were on the swamp yeah. tour, and Jamie, the mm. the swamp guide um used the n-word and then jamie was like i just want you to like forget about it brush it off and she was like i was so disappointed with you like i was upset about the tour but i was more disappointed in you for telling me to brush it off and i was like that's so i i mean again i was just uh, over and over again i was like yes how relevant how impressive how articulate i just i i love melissa and i think that was so important for her um to say to Jamie, yeah. like, especially, I, I did like their weird connection. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought, because she was also so open about how much she had a crush on him. And, like, yeah. I was like, she's so brave. I dig that about her. Um, but, like, I, I thought that was I also, so I had a question mark about that relationship, too, because... I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm out of line for saying this or I'm just pulling something out of nothing, but I'm like, why did he go make out with Julie? Oh, and yeah. And he clearly had such a... He's definitely had chemistry with Melissa. It's not like he was in love with Julie or anything. No, I felt like no. that was pretty, like... Yeah. He didn't see her yeah. as, like, a, a sexual, you know, person to be desired, and I wonder if it had to do with her being the only non-white person or non-white yeah. woman in the yeah. house. Uh, honestly, but like he liked the attention, right? Yes. He liked her flirting with him. Yeah. He liked like that I can get like it sounds gross because I can get this kind of girl who like he knows that she likes white guys and it's there was a little like I'm enjoying this attention from this like person of color. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of, 
I, I thought there was a layer of that for sure. And then I think also it was, I think he honestly had real chemistry with Melissa. I think they actually had like a connection and there was chemistry. Like they showed them kissing multiple times. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's weird. But I honestly, I think it was almost like a little bit of that frat boy corruption thing going after Julie because Julie's like the virgin girl next door looking right. thing. Yeah. And for some reason, guys almost see that as a challenge where instead of going after the person who he actually kind of has this relationship with, like Melissa, where they right. would like have fun and kiss and like laugh yeah. and joke around, it was almost like, yeah, she's too available. I'm going to yeah. go after this mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. I find almost more like a challenge. And I will say, if I was writing the movie of uh, <laughs> Real World New Orleans, the Jamie Julie <laughs> turn, I'd be like, I don't buy it. I don't buy yeah. it. It's too too much of a left turn, too later on. I don't like it. Yeah. I think it destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think at that point, you're in the house and you're just like, who have I not, like, flirted totally. with? Yeah. <laughs> like, at this totally. Point, I guess I'll just make, you know, the rounds of flirting with everybody. Um, I was thinking about that uh, Swamp Tour moment. And I yeah. think it's interesting because, like, back then I wonder, and I was trying to remember my state of mind where the way they portrayed Jamie, it wasn't fully, like, there's a version of that viewing of your, like, well, Jamie is being the nice guy and maybe Mel is being too overdramatic about this situation, right? I feel like 100% that could have been one way to view things back then where they kind of played up, and I don't think they're trying to like make Mel like super crazy, but I think they played up like her internal drama of like, she's really struggling with this. And Jamie's just like a nice white guy. It's okay. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. just, he wants her, like the thing he said, which watching it now, I got so mad. And he's like, I just think if you get mad, and fight back that means they win and I was like I don't think that's a that doesn't make any sense yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I think if you call out racism they win and I was like that isn't that's not no. that's not anything Jamie like that doesn't that's not a thing but I'm just like thinking back of like you can you know you, they portrayed him as like this guy who's like no he's like a really nice guy and he like just wants the best for everything but he's so he was so like privileged and like yeah totally yeah in his interviews he said like multiple times like yeah i know racism exists i just can't relate to it and i was like what (laughs) (laughs) that's a wild thing to say so painful it's so painful and also yeah i totally agree with you vicky where i think they were portraying him as like the level-headed guy who is like, well, obviously we can't disrupt this swamp tour. Who gives a fuck about a swamp tour? Yeah. For people who haven't seen it, basically the swamp tour they went on, the swamp tour guide saw some, you know, black egrets and referred to them with the N-word. And he I think the the guy thought he was joking or it was a microaggression. It was like totally inappropriate um, yeah. and definitely hurtful. And if that happened today, people would be like, you're fucking fired, bro. Like you're canceled. But um, I was surprised at the time, even in that conversation, MTV let them say the N word quite a few times. Oh, so many people are saying the N word. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And Julie got into that whole stupid conversation. And I, I think that at that time for her coming from her position, she genuinely did not had never had that conversation before, but she's like, why can you say that? And I can't say that. Yeah. And then she repeated yeah. it, and I was like, oh, man, come I on. Know. At least say the N-word. Don't say yeah. the actual yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you don't have to follow through with that sentence. I know what you're saying. So why can't I say N-word? So yeah. you can say the N-word, but I yeah. can't say the N-word. Yeah. Like, Julie, stop. You're saying it so much. Jesus, Julie. Well, also, 
Yeah, I I think she just came from such a crazy sheltered place. Yeah. And also, I think we should also remember this is 2000 when, like, the internet was barely starting. So it's yeah. like she didn't even have access yes, no to access. stuff. no yeah. access. That's But true. at the same time, I totally agree with you where I'm like, ooh, you're saying a lot in this conversation, lady. Like, yeah. just hold on here. But, again, like, such credit to Melissa and even David for, like, remaining calm during that conversation. And, mm-hmm. like, as... I'm sure it took like all their might to like remain calm and explain to this white girl, like this is oppression. This is why it's okay for us to use it in our own way. And this is why it's not okay for you. It's coming from years of oppression and slavery. Like it it was, it was crazy. Like like, I couldn't believe that every episode had something that was so relevant to today. Which like, aren't, weren't they like fully in a plantation home? Basically. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes, they were. They went to fucking (laughs) South Africa like five years after apartheid ended. (laughs) That was so troubling to me because like they get on this bus and they go into like their town and they go through this like town that's just like desecrated and desolated. The township and you're just like, and it's like, this is part of the tourist thing. It's so, it's like so like cringy to me where they're like, oh my God, look at these townships. It's like, part of the tour it's just like why are we going to- why are they going here <laughs> it's crazy too like after seeing that firsthand and maybe it's the whole idea of like well it's really bad in this other country um they still like yeah. could not understand the concept of like all, all why all of this was troubling and like why the two people of color in the house like had you know some feelings about what yeah. was happening yes yes yeah. um it was insane I know. I know again like not to just shit on jamie again but it was like <laughs> so clear how altered melissa was from like the whole experience and like how seeing the township seeing everything was like emotionally draining on her and then the next thing is him being like i'm so excited about bungee jumping i was like <laughs> oh my god jamie oh my god <laughs> Do you guys think there was a producer high up at MTV that saw this season and was like, "What? let's just put some hot people in hot tubs. I don't know. I think we're biting <laughs> off more than we can chew. Like, like I, it, it just seemed like there's obviously I love that there were so many of these like we're saying very real and authentic topics that are like mm-hmm. so good to talk about and see people learning about and willing to grow. But also there's just so many cringeworthy moments where you're like, I don't want this to be how I learn about this thing right. I don't know yeah, yeah. maybe because like I meant if that season played like today like all those people are like canceled right yeah, yeah. like even yeah. Julie <laughs> even like trying to learn stuff now yeah they would yeah if that was no, the same no. mindset you'd be like oh my god no so I can see like they're like what it's actually selling right now yeah. in terms of you know mm-hmm. I do want to talk about for a sec the moment where David like took a girl upstairs to oh hook god. up with her and her friend was just <laughs> playing on the computer downstairs I will say that was one of my favorites and I remember that so well from being a child so I was like yeah. psyched to find this episode again because I yeah. thought that was the funniest thing in the world of just like poor friend uh, playing on the computer David's hooking up with a girl he just met. He says he doesn't even know her name. Matt is in the room. And then, like, the most Catholic, like, prude, annoying guy ever. And then Julie has to get in bed with Melissa because Kelly brought her boyfriend Peter home. And Mm -hmm. I loved it all. I was like, this is so authentic, real world. 
that that was a true hilarious moment. Yeah. That's also an element. I wonder, I'm trying to think of like the later um, real world seasons where it felt more contained, where like the reason like they were all hooking up with each other was it felt like they couldn't bring like outside people into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm remembering it. It felt like there were just so many outside people and I obviously people that. that were dating because they knew that they were on this like reality show. It felt like, yeah. you know, there's just all these like external people that you're like, where did you come from? And like, why are you in the house? And I don't know. I felt that that to me is like a thing that I think doesn't exist as much anymore. And like, no, not at all. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like Big Brother and Love Island. Yeah. Like they're all isolation shows. Yeah. Like they're all like, they just want everybody to be hooking up with each other. I wrote I thought the yeah. same thing. I was like, oh, wow. It seems like Kelly was really connecting with this Peter guy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly in the house. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he definitely had a girlfriend. Then that lady disappeared. God bless. <laughs> I want to know where Peter's girlfriend is now. Um, but I will say damn peter was very attractive yeah for just yeah. like a, you never find a peter in a bar how, no. did, how did kelly find a peter an in a er bar? doctor just yeah. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. handsome but she's um, also beautiful so speaking yeah. of people being bringing people into the house and then this can sort of segue into the where are they now research that i did which is fucking <laughs> fascinating yes um, especially kelly, kelly yeah wait i didn't like do this I no, 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 out. no. I'm going to present it to okay. you and okay, you can be you. surprised. Don't okay. worry. Thank <laughs> you. Nobody expected you. We're Actually, just like, we're I didn't do the you. homework. I'm, I, for, um, I think I forgot my homework <laughs> in my car. I just need to. No, hold on. Um, Danny, so Danny had a boyfriend who was in the military named yes. Paul. Yes. yes. And they had to blur his face because if yeah. don't ask, don't tell, he could have I been know. kicked out of the military. Oh. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting. And then yeah. I read an article that basically said because of that episode, Danny became like the poster child for like why don't ask, don't tell is like so fucking problematic. Mm-hmm. And people started to examine like, this is ridiculous. Why are we kicking? I guess that year, 1200 people had been discharged from the military just from being outed. Wow. Um, so that's insane. Uh, do you guys like sort of remember thinking anything about that at the time or like, were people talking about that? I remember I'm not understanding why, they blurred his face like you yeah. like don't yeah you're not like oh it's because he's in the military you just think like oh maybe he didn't want to be on tv right yeah, That's usually yeah. why people's faces are blurred um and not really understanding the extent of like oh like he could get kicked out if this is discovered yeah for mm-hmm. sure not like connecting those two unfortunately but like being a queer kid myself like i know in high school watching danny i was feeling like that was like a great moment, right? I was like, oh, like you can just like, I understood like his turmoil of like having this guy on and like not being able to reveal the face. To me, it was like, oh, or, like is that guy like not worried about coming out? And like he was, but specifically to the military. And mm-hmm. I thought that that was just like an interesting thing to expose. But mm-hmm. yeah, not really. I, I didn't know he was became the poster child for it, which is like pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's amazing. I I think also I was only 11 when I watched this the first time so like not fully understanding (laughs) the weight of that but I think also to that point me being 11 like a little more innocent child being like well why can't he show his boyfriend you know like yeah to me it didn't make any sense of like well why would this be bad um but yeah I I I can't believe and also like it, it, it wasn't that long ago. Even though we say no, it's like yeah. 20 years ago. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. that long ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. So 
that's it's it's heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking yeah for sure he also um in in an article in 2018 he went on to talk about how he became hiv positive oh, um know. but he's okay he's like uh i guess he has he's like undetectable now which is great mm-hmm. um and then and he he was very open about that for people who are going through the same thing, which I think is awesome that he's like still using this platform he has from the year two thousand to talk about yeah. these things. Um, this the next person that I wanted to give an update on, and these were like the two most extreme, most interesting updates were to me, uh, Julie. So she prior to this had gotten permission from BYU to film on the show. She had to get permission from a bishop, I guess. And then (laughs) after they saw the show, they like tried to expel her (gasps) for living in the same room as a guy. Uh. And her parents like fought on her behalf. And then it gets crazier. So she, they went back and forth on that for a while and tried to like appeal and, and uh, make it so she could go back. And her parents were like, she didn't do anything. Like there's nothing, she's not having sex on camera. Like it's fine. You know, which I thought was a really nice bow to the situation that we saw in the season. Then this is insane. In 2001, she was supposed to be on the flight from Boston Mm -hmm. to L.A. that ended up crashing into the World (gasps) Trade Center, and she missed it because she got in a fight with her boyfriend. Whoa. That is crazy. That's insane. And then also, equally insane. No, this is, I don't mean to trivialize 9 11. Uh, <laughs> she was in the Eminem um, Without Me music video, I guess, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> one low, one high, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. Like a, yeah. Um, That's great. So, yeah, her. that was insane to me. Um, and then everybody else has had like some interesting uh, career paths. David went on to like make some. Uh, videos of where he was like cooking but it was very sexual um, but now all those videos are like taken down in private so I hope he's okay I know <laughs> um, obviously Kelly's an actress and she's married to Scott, yeah. Scott Wolf and then Melissa she got into comedy for a while and she was in um, Maxim Magazine's Hot 100 Women so I'm like good for you Melissa for yeah. um, Matt an interior design business in Arizona and he has four daughters and of course I the uh, (laughs) last guy Jamie he went on to be on the challenge and he is the only real world cast member to win every season that he's ever been on wow wow yeah well good for Jamie all right uh, he was very into extreme <laughs> sports. He wasn't. That yeah. was his personality. Yeah, that was his whole So that's thing. good for him. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much. Um, where can people find you guys on Instagram or Twitter to see, you know, your very funny content? And what's, do you have anything <laughs> to promote the new season of Superstore? Any projects coming up? Um, well, season six of Superstore, whenever the pandemic is over mm-hmm. and we're allowed to film, I believe maybe later this, um, later this year 2020 um Mm -hmm, on nbc uh thursday nights at eight or on hulu the next day or on peacock yeah Yeah, whatever that may be Um, (laughs) if you can find it good for you god bless Um, (laughs) we're so behind the times um and then yeah 
Uh, Vicky and I are very old, and oh, so okay. um, <laughs> my Instagram, I think, is Bridget Kyle at, yeah. at Instagram.com. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it. W-W- www.instagram.com. On the World Wide Web. On the World yeah, Wide Web. If you have CompuServe or AOL, I think you can yeah. contact me. Um, um, I think mine's just V-L-U, V-L-U-U, I think. Again, I'm also like, I'm bad at so this. So cute. We're like, we're, I, I know, this we're is what this. it is. I think this is what it is. You have to say that we're like 78 years old on your on They're just yeah. too rich to need followers at that, this point with yeah. the, their huge apartments with all the furniture. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's it. They don't even need your follow is what yeah. they're trying to say. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's not that I can't figure out the internet. It's yeah. that yeah. I It's irrelevant. Just, yeah. I have a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. So I don't, I don't mean to like me. Rub that in anyone's face. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a two bedroom. All right. So, I don't have well, a dishwasher, so I'm busy cleaning wow, dishes by uh, hand. Excuse me. You know, I'm right there with you, Vicky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I love you guys, and thank you for joining us to talk thank about you guys this so much. Thank you for of having course, us on, this you was so fun. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.